undirected choice and I'm sitting with Paul on Murder. We're not experts, but it's the name of the podcast that you're listening to. Each episode will take a deep dive into a varied array of topics from the most complex thing you can think of that we know absolutely nothing about to the simplest thing you can think of that we probably know nothing about also. So pull up a chair, put it on the kettle and join us. So, did you see the video on YouTube about scientists have grown a brain in a petri jar? Right? For fuck's sake. <laughs> and they've taught it to play Pong. Okay. Right? Right. Yeah, I mean, that says something about where we are as a society. Yeah. That, um, wow, we've reached a scientific, you know, milestone of being able to grow actual neurons. That can actually communicate, that can fire, that can have a level of rudimentary intelligence, and the first thing they go to is, let's teach it to play a video game. What would you teach it? Um, that's a very good question. Probably not how to play a video game, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I, when you delve a bit deeper into it, it does make absolute sense what they've done. Um, they taught it to play Pong. You know, anyone who's familiar with the very first video game ever invented, Pong, it's like, you know, little back the slides up and down, you got to hit the ball and send it back against the wall and, and stop it going past you. You don't need me to describe Pong, I'm sure everybody listening knows what Pong is. But it's how they did it. Firstly, they grew, sorry, they bought baby foreskins that had been frozen in nitrogen on the internet. You can buy those on the internet, apparently. Um, and they affected those foreskin cells with a virus that turned them into stem cells, right. which they can then use to grow any type of cell, and they've done whatever kind of magic science weird shit, and turned them in, into neurons in a, in a Petri dish. Like, this thing is microscopic. And then they've added electrons to those neurons, right? And they've set up a Pong game. I don't know whether they've set it up on a screen or... You know, I'm sure they have, so, they, you know, so the, the scientists can see what the neurons are doing. And basically, they have electrodes for moving the paddle up. They have electrons for moving the paddle down. They didn't teach the brain. Let's call it the brain. I think they, in the video, they called it tray brain. Is it tray brain? I don't know. I think if you call it a brain, you're heading into a whole different area. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A completely um, different area. And ethically and yeah, yeah, yeah morally yeah. and everything. Else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this thing is literally grown in an egg, actually. That's yeah. You know, that's what it is. So we're going to call it Trey Brain for now. Um, yeah. So they basically they hooked up the electrodes. They didn't teach Trey Brain the rules of Pong. They didn't teach it what Pong was. They got it to figure it out for itself. And how they did it was through stimulation, through the electrons, right? Basically, neurons, brains, tray brain, craves stimulation. But it doesn't just crave any kind of stimulation. It thrives on predictable, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Non-random stimulation. So when the ball hits the paddle, they give it nice, uh, regulated, predictable stimulation. When the ball goes past the paddle, when they miss, they give it four seconds of random, just, you know, non-pattern stimulation. They've got neurons, or not neurons, um, um, electrons firing randomly within this dish. Right. 
And by doing that, within 41 rallies, they had taught this Trey Ryan to play Pong. Now, it doesn't play it very well. It only plays it slightly better in chance. But it took a digital AI 5,000 rallies to reach... The same level. The same level of gameplay ability on Pong that it took the brain. 48 rallies. Like, that's... You put a five-year-old in front of Pong, it'll probably take them 48 rallies yeah. to work out so, the rules of Pong. So, that's so AI is nowhere near as as sentient as people will think it is. No. We're nowhere near... No, no. Skynet yeah. is not happening yeah, tomorrow. We're not, we're we're not near Terminator, we're nowhere near Skynet, we're Genesis, no, go yeah. away. Jesus. Oh, yeah, it's... Oh, but, I have questions. Okay. Like, is it is it a moral thing to do? I mean, there does obviously they, these neurons in this petri dish can't can't see dish brain. That's what it's sorry. They can't see dish brain, not tray brain. They can't right, see right. again. They're just reacting to stimuli. Yes. So, and and the scientists just see its progress. So, yeah. they're reacting to positive stimuli and. Negative stimuli, and yes. this negative being the random yeah, firing yeah, yeah, of yeah. Of, but isn't that what our yeah our brains do? That's how we learn about the world around us. Yeah, you know, completely. like just, you smell a rose and it smells lovely. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's you know, and we like that, and then we try to pick the rose and we prick our finger on a thorn and it hurts. We don't like that. That's isn't that how our brain. Lens? Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not disputing that. I just don't know that punishing the, the these neurons in this petri dish. Yeah, it's carrot and stick, isn't it? It's carrot yeah, and stick. Yeah, I just um, don't know whether I'm okay, totally okay with punishing these yeah things, especially like, given that they've created it. You know, this thing didn't ask to be. Is it alive? Well, you know, is it alive? Can you say it's alive? alive? Well, that's true. So that's very clear. Um, is it alive? Firstly, I don't know, and I'm not qualified enough. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. That was immediately when I watched the video. That was exactly the reaction I had. I felt sorry for Dish Brown. I was like, "Is this like? Do we have a right to do this?" But at the end of the day, it's neurons in a tray. It's like, it doesn't have a central nervous system. It doesn't have pain receptors. Can't feel. But can it think? Is it thinking? Is it actually thinking? Is this a brain in a jar, essentially? Think? I don't know. Is it, um, like, is it aware of itself? <laughs> you fucking hope not. Lives in a dish. I know, yeah. Oh, um, goldfish lives in a bowl. Yeah, and is it aware of itself? Actually, my, I had a friend I, I worked with in the 90s and his dad disputed um, the fact that, you know, the goldfish brain, the, the seven second. Yeah, oh, that's been disproven. Eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. knew that long before it was disproven was absolutely not. And we were all talking about it and how do you know? He's like, I'm going to prove it. And over a month before he fed the goldfish, he'd get his daughter's tin whistle and he'd be at the, the aquarium and he couldn't play tin whistle and he just he'd blow, make a noise, yeah, he'd yeah. blow and he, he had uh, 
take this finger off, then this finger off, then this finger off, and, and, and the notes will, will yeah, yeah. raise or drop or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. will drop. And he played it for five seconds. Right. Before Every he day before he fed them. And I know where this is going. they start to respond to it. Right. And they knew Phil was gone. Yeah. And they didn't forget. No. No, that's and pretty he, close he, of them, isn't it? He was, now he didn't get a government grant. Should have got a Nobel Prize. But he, he refused. There was no way goldfish were, were that dumb. <laughs> or not, not, not that dumb, dumb, but that's forgetful. No, yeah, that's forgetful. Yeah. Yeah. At that level of or that and, and yeah. he'd walk up and hmm. they'd expect it. And yeah. he'd play it. And the, the fish came to the top of his head. Yeah. They were waiting like, for the food. Yeah. It was the most remarkable, ridiculous thing I'd ever seen. Can fish here? Can the fish, fish here? They, they must sense something. There must be something. Pretty sure they can. They have to. Yeah. They have to sense. Because uh, answers on the back of a five-year-old note. <laughs> all all <laughs> hearing is is pressure waves. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. And they water, can feel. water yeah. is just a, a heavier medium than mm. air. So mm. they, they principally, I think they, they move the same. I'm not scientist, so I don't know. But the most some some sort of some sort of sensory input output thing that yeah. they, they and the same thing is can fish smell? Don't know. Well, they smell pretty bad. Um. <laughs> Sharks can smell. Yeah. It's yeah. scientific. So if sharks and sharks yeah. are fish. Have they, they have, so have they got last one we took around also? Or I just there is no, there yeah, is something there, but. Yeah, they, 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 they're not being yeah. Like one molecule of blood per yeah. billion yeah. or something like that. And they're on it. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Jesus, that's. Yeah. That's kind of thing. So, yeah. So. If they can, if they can do it, then yeah, yeah I guess yeah. But getting back to fish smell, yeah, I went, I went to Shark Island in South Africa, right, which is madness. In a cage or? Oh God, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. In a cage. Still, I we still under. I don't VR and Jesus Christ, it's brilliant. brilliant. It's brilliant. And but but that's not the point of the story. I'll get into that. I'm sure it's some other stage, but. We were um, we went around to Seal Island. It's off Cape Town, um, and it's where all the the breeding seals they and they pull themselves out of the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's it's shallow water and then really deep. Right, there's a shelf. So yeah, so and yeah, then yeah, really yeah. deep, and they run the gauntlet coming into the shallow water because yeah. great white sharks attack from the meat. Right. That's okay. when you yeah. see them breaking the water. Yeah, they, yeah. It's like 40 miles an hour or something like that. Jesus. But they stink. Seals stink. Do the it? smell of oh the place. God. It was like driving past an open sewer. Oh, Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine thousands and thousands of seals. They're all shitting themselves at the game by the fucking sharks. So but, but the thing is, yeah, they see they're such great swimmers. Yeah. Like, they're so they fast. They can dodge And they can outdo sharks like that. But, Evolution's a wonderful thing. When, when sharks hit them from beneath, yeah, they, yeah. they're just like just swimming and once they're out over the drop off, yeah, and um, they're probably at the shark's tail inside before the shark. Even well, well, they'll do that. Like, they'll, they'll hook, they'll they'll hook onto a shark's tail so it can't oh, get 
because uh, a shark is naturally going to have a bigger radius of torn. Oh, okay, that's that sealed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they'll stay behind the stem as best they you can. You know, I mean, when in, you know, like when a shark gets it, it's moving so fast that the seal has probably gone down the shark's gullet before it even lands. It's like it's, you know. Um, when it breaks the water. Yeah. Um, and I think sharks are the only, one of the only species to actually break the water when... Fully, the yeah, when the yeah. full body comes out of the water. Um, I mean, obviously when which I, I never saw, so we went. But, uh, yeah, yeah when, when they won. But I'm probably glad you didn't see it. <laughs> oh, Everybody is saying, I, I remember when I came back, I was camping in a place up the road from where we are now. Um, we were talking to all the old lads and the young lads in the canteen because it was a very small work crew, so everybody kind of talked and interacted and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And one of my friends that I was sitting with in there said something to somebody about Dell went shark diving in South Africa. And one of the old lads, and he was late 60s or something, wouldn't care about it. They they're, should all be killed. They're monsters. Evil. Evil, yeah. horrible creatures. I was like, well, 14, they're not evil. What you're talking about is Jaws. And Brilliant. if you talk to Peter Benchley now, he's, he's, uh, he wants to save sharks. Does he? And he well, yeah, he became a conservationist after that because no of the damage that, that he had Jaws done to sharks. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. okay. It's actually very funny you mentioned that. Um, I remember picking up an old paperback copy of Jaws years ago. And it, now, I, as I've said to you, Many times I love reading, but I'm not the quickest reader. It takes me a long time to get through a book. Jaws, now it's fairly short. It's only about 150 pages, 200 pages maybe. But one of the reviews on the back was pick it up as the sun sets and turn the final page completely enthralled as the sun rises the next morning. And funny enough, that's exactly what I did. I read one sitting. Couldn't put it down. I mean, as good as Spielberg's movie is, the book is fantastic. There's a whole plot line in the book, actually, that's not touched in the movie at all. Brody, I'm trying to remember that was a long time ago. So either Brody or his wife are having a, um, an affair. I think it's the wife that's having an affair. That's a whole subplot. I'm glad they didn't put that in Yeah, there. but no, it's quite, it's good because it really ramps up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that... Um, it is the wife because you like you've got Brody trying to deal with that and trying to deal with the shark and the bloody belligerent bear and it's more like he's he's falling apart at the seams yeah, yeah. while trying to deal with this killer shark it was actually very good. No, I'm glad they didn't put that in the movie. Yeah. And did he did he hate the water in the book as much? I don't remember. It's a long, long time ago. That it is a long time. Yeah, ago. I can't. I read oh. it, but I can't remember. I read it like yeah. Pre nineties, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah no, long, long time ago, picked up a sailor walk. I miss sailor walks. Sailor walks used to be so bloody good. You went to tables full of books. I used to go home with bags of books when I was eleven and twelve. There was a pick one, drop one in the library, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. In my library, I've got so lazy with me reading. Though. I've gone completely audio now lately. I'm just listening to book. I'm, I've actually done. I'll tell you now how many books I've done this year already, which is. Unheard of for me. Um, just bear with me now. I'll grab my phone here. Um, Jeez, that's a responsive phone. It's on airplane mode. So <laughs> there's no ground look at me. It's Wi Fi. It doesn't matter. I think I've done 19 books already since January. So 
That's like audio books. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have read that number of books in that time. Yeah, no way. No, that'd be remarkable. You won't yeah. be doing that now through your life. But um, and I know some people out there are like, oh yeah, but it's the you know it's not really reading. I'm taking in the exact same information a person reading that book is taking in. I'm just doing it in a way that. My ADHD brain finds it way easier to kind of take it in. And that brings me right back to the topic of the conversation. As ethical and as morally grey as this may be, the purpose of what they're doing, the end game, is to find a treat well, a better treatment, if not a cure for certain neurodivergencies. ADHD, autism, people. That's what they're that's the end game for for I, I don't have a problem as as much as I wouldn't do it with scientists buying schmuck off the internet. <laughs> I know that's that's um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, or, or or making uh, stem cells and then making neurons out of them. I don't have a problem with that because I mean stem cell treatments. Oh God, should be used. In everything, in every discipline of medicine that's needed, it should be available, it should be there. Like, I agree with you, but it's not, it, there are ethical, there are religious. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what we don't want to delve into in this podcast. But my problem is, and I'm doing quotation marks now with my fingers, punishing or rewarding them for, for behaviour. Yeah. I have problems with it. Now, I have problems with the punishment reward behavior that they do with chimps. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. That's that, but that's, is that not different to this? This is, it is cells in a jar, right? It's not sentient. It doesn't, and like, I get it. That, that was absolutely my first takeaway. Now, and you just watched the video before we came on air. I watched it last week. My first takeaway from that video was that seems really nasty and cruel, you know. The, we're anthropomorphizing those cells. Yeah, but are we? It's it's not are we or aren't we? It's what is people's definition of life is qualifying whether they are punishing these things or not. These these are they alive or not? Neurons yeah, it's, or not. It's it's what is your your definition of of what life is. Yeah. Is it sentient? What is your definition of sentience? And is that a definition, not from you, but a definition that scientists have given something to allow these kind of experiments? I just think the reward and punishment thing, even if it's only organised stimulation uh, to random stimulation. Yeah. Which I, it's, to be honest with you, I equate it immediately on watching it the pleasure of pain. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it does seem. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. So and, yeah, you know, that's do the cells become confused when they get this random yeah, stimulation? Is, is that a punishment in yeah. itself? Yeah. So so yeah, so that's where there's ethical. There are ethical lessons. There are, of course, there are. But at the same time, I can't get away from the fact that we're talking about cells. Like we're not talking about electro electroshock treatment on children here. We're talking about cells in a jar, right? That's. And it is essentially electroshock treatment on cells in a jar. That's what they're doing. Yeah. It's like Peter Venkman in Ghostbusters and he's zapping the guy for getting it wrong. You know, that's, yeah, yeah. You know, that's basically what they're doing to these cells. 
mean, yeah. there's plenty of historical, um, you know, incidences of horrendous experiments being carried out with absolute benefits coming from them, but that, you know, in no way justifies the horrendous yeah, yeah. experimentation that was done. Um, you know, animals, people, whatever, you know. Uh, so, as someone with ADHD, I, I'm fascinated that this could eventually become a treatment or a cure, but then that also asks, you know, raises something. Do I want to be cured of ADHD? I don't think I do that. It's, it's a massive part of who I am and what makes me who I am. I, you know, so there's, all sorts of you oh, know ethical stuff on it. I was watching a movie and I can't remember what it was. And one actor in it, and she was playing the part of the scientist, and she was saying, "ADHD people are postulating is the next evolutionary step of of mankind." Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, well. yeah, I'm an X Man. I'm an X Man. No, it wasn't. It wasn't X Man. <laughs> no, I said I'm an X Man. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, no, but um, like, you know, th- that's a question I've been kind of, you know, contemplating over the last while is, you know, do I want to change who I am or do I want, do I need to be fixed? Well, I don't think I do. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that's gone way off topic, so... What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Why laughing does that all the time? So... Anatoly Bogowski was shot in the head with a stream of protons travelling at nearly the speed of light in 1978. Before the Ghostbusters? Before the Ghostbusters. He was a scientist working at US, USSR yeah. at that stage, the Soviet uh, version of the Hadron Collider, which was much more, you know, the, the Hadron, large Hadron Collider? I do, collider. yeah, 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 yeah. He was sorry. What year did you say? Nineteen seventy-eight. They had one. Oh yeah, yeah. So he was he was a scientist in this, and he rang the operations room, and he had to go down and and do some sort of assessment or adjustment or take a reading from something. (laughs) But he rang it, and he said, "I'm going to be down there in five minutes." So have the machine powered off, blah blah blah, and they were like, "Yeah, no worries." And as it turned out, he got he got there before five minutes. Right. So they must be working to the second. Right. They he got there before five minutes. The bulb in the the light above the door, like you'd see on a radio station, that yeah. said on, on air, air. Yeah, was yeah. gone. Right. Okay. And the door wasn't locked. Soviet technology wasn't locked. Now, Soviet technology, no bulbs go anytime. So the bulb was gone. The door wasn't locked because the scientists that had been in there previous to was doing a low-level experiment, and it wasn't deemed to be dangerous, so we didn't bother opening the door. Okay, okay. so he, he went in, didn't think to double check had it been paired off because he'd been asked. He asked them to, right, um, and went in, and he went to do his readings, and he, he put his head down, and what the way his, his head went down to take the readings, a stream of protons that had been. Accelerate. Accelerated to, I think it was one kilometre below the speed of light. And um, passed through the back of his head and came out just to the, to the side of his left nostril. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you're just laughing. And 
I think he was killed instantly. Obviously, no, wasn't killed. What? Survived it, and um, he's recorded as saying it was like seeing a thousand songs. Or a million songs, I don't know, but a lot of songs. And the brightest thing ever. And obviously, he stood back up. He went home that day, having said nothing to anybody. And then he. Like he was okay? Like there was. He was walking. He was alright, and there's. It's a stream of protons. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, atomic level, I thought. Yeah, no, I understand. Subatomic. Yeah. Um, Yeah, So. He, he went home that day, he didn't report it to anybody, and he apparently spent a night of worry about what what happened. So how do we know this happened at all? He came in and he reported okay. it the next day. Right. And he was immediately taken in and he was treated for... Because he, he'd been, um, he'd been uh, exposed to enough radiation to kill him. Like, okay. It's, it's something like... It's, I think it's between 100 and 300 Rens or whatever or Sieverts or something like that. I don't yeah. know what they're called. Um, is enough to kill a human. Right. And he'd been exposed to something between 3,000 and 6,000. So he should have been he should have been killed. So yeah. these subatomic particles when they're being accelerated <coughs> Yeah. Okay, right. So he was um, all new to me, folks. He was he was treated for this. He he got gradually worse as as radiation Victims do get gradually worse because yeah, yeah. the period of time. Yeah, but he, he survived time. where he shouldn't have survived. He should have been killed, if not outright. Yeah, I mean, I'd imagine afterwards. any. Okay, like I know it's a photon. It's not. It's 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 what like proton. Protons are not photons. No. So it is solid. Yeah. I know it's subatomic. It's it's not yeah. even microscopic. It's electron. Very inverted commas solid. Yeah, because it's it's nothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I suppose mentally, I'm thinking like a grain of sand, except for it's a thousand okay. times more again. It's billions times more. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. But, but there's, um, oh, I can't think of it. There, there's a reason why the the radi- radiation didn't get dumped in his head. Right, it was moving so fast. Okay, everything, everything has a, a stopping force. Air has a stopping force. Water yeah. has a bigger stop on top. Resistance, friction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and every surface that you'll ever look at has a yeah. stopping force. Yeah, the matter and is, so skull the, and the brain skin, skin and skull and yeah. brain tissue yeah. and skull coming out the other side and nose, skin tissue near the nose would all have a stopping force. Yeah, of course. Okay, and um, when the protons, stream protons, entered his head and exited the other side, there's something in the back of my head saying it's the Bragg peak, I think. The the Bragg peak is is where the radiation is dumped, and that's just before the the proton stops or the radioactive substance stops. Mm-hmm. And that's how they target non-invasively in like tumors in in, in brain tumors okay, right, in, right, right. in the body. They can target target it. They know the speed of which it's moving. They know how fast it has to move to get to that point. And when it stops at that point, that's where it dumps its radiation. Oh. And that's a very, very unscientific, unmedical right, so point of view. But that's so they target a tumor, the pho- proton, proton, proton torpedo. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the proton stops, and at that point, gives off a force of radiation, which yes. attacks the tumor. 
is what is what I think it is. That's that's cool. where I think it is. Okay. But cool. it, it was moving so fast, one kilometer below the speed of speed of, speed of light. Speed of light that it had exited his head. Mm. What a pity it wasn't moving one kilometer past the speed of light, because it would have disproved Einstein at the same time. And probably destroyed the whole fucking world. Mm, yeah. Well, destroyed well, physics, so... Yeah, well, true enough, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Einstein, Einstein. <laughs> so, um, he was... He, he didn't get irradiated because of the speed of... It yeah, he was exposed to radiation for nanoseconds. Yeah, but he was, he was exposed to... Yeah. And actually, the, the lady that organised his treatment is the lady So he did that, get treatment after oh, yeah, he, he was... He, he was, he was by the Soviet Union, and they would have classified the whole thing. Right, so what kind of... What kind of symptoms or whatever did he have? I mean, what radiation he, symptoms. So he got radiation He would have gotten. He would have gotten radiation sickness because he would have been irradiated the way any other person. Right. Is. But had he not put his head radiated. into the screen, he wouldn't have been. No, no, wasn't, no, He wasn't no. there. You know, in a radioactive no, no, area. No. Okay. And he was in a, a danger, which why I was telling you the the light on the door. So it should have been when on. It's on. Yeah. Don't so that's what I'm saying. And the door should have been locked. Sick. And the guys had should have shut it down in the control yeah. room who did. Yeah. So there was a, a comedy of errors yeah. that led up. To yeah, but what I'm asking point. you was, had he not stuck his head in there and been shot in the head by this proton? I don't know. I don't Would he have got sick anyway? I don't know. Okay. I, I right. don't know. Possibly. And, yeah, and did, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I, and did I, the proton do any damage? That's, that's what I'm interested in. It, it, it did damage to the point where he got... Um, Treatment organized by the lady who organized the treatment for all the victims of the Chernobyl oh, okay. accident. So it was, it was, it was on that level of radiation, yeah, and it was yeah, free yeah. For years. Wow, like, and um, eventually the Soviet Union, for one reason or another, I think it was, it was, it was so top secret that it was on his, it was on his card or a file if yeah. you like that this is why he'd been treated that was just accident accident didn't say why or and the fact that it was just accident somebody went no don't he's think not, so and, he's not and so he's stopped but I, did he die i no i don't think so and i think he kind of put himself out there for others other countries, and you immediately think of the USA. No, oh, of course, to, yeah. To Operation Paperclip. Treat, and, treat yeah, him, yeah. to treat him, and he would then talk. Defect. Or something like that. I yeah. don't know, it could be wrong. But it sounds like it, yeah. It was, yeah, it was just, it was an unbelievable comedy of errors, and when I read about it, I was like, Jesus Christ. Was shot in the head by a large hand. Yeah, yeah. shot in the head by <laughs> a stream of... Protons. Yeah, I found that absolutely fascinating. I hope everyone listening found that absolutely fascinating. Definitely going to look more into that because I do have questions. You the know, Anatoly Burgowski yeah. incident. Anatoly Burgowski. It's really, really interesting. Absolutely love that. Now, um, for both of those stories that we talked about today, I'm going to pop links on our Facebook page, which is I'm not the expert, but on Facebook. I'm going to pop links to both uh, the article Dell was talking about and the YouTube video of the dish brain uh, for you to have a look at and see what you're making for yourselves. So listen, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode. See you later. Um, keep an eye on our socials for the release of the next episode, uh, probably in a month or so. 
Bis zum Tag, Guys.